Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. This is Kenny Stubblefield, digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And man, I'm excited to have Andarius Coffee on this episode of Off the Boards. Y'all know who Andarius is. He's a redshirt sophomore at the University of Memphis. Um, maybe a new position this year that we need to talk about. So I don't know if he's a defensive player, offensive player. What is he this year? We're going to talk about that in a second. But Andarius, it's really good to have you back on with us, man. Yeah, good to be here. Man, so, so tell me how are things going? I know y'all had y'all had uh, the spring game a few weeks back. What was that like for you? Man, honestly, it was it was a it was like a checkpoint for me, man. You know, I had been hurt so long, and it, it just felt good to just be back, just be back playing. Like it felt like that the entire spring. I was just grateful to just be out there, and, and especially for this time, being able to play in front of some fans and you know, show my ability of what I can do and what I can bring to the city. I mean, I know that's got to be a huge part of your story, right? And we'll get into that in a second. But being able to be back out there on the field, suited up with your boys, in front of fans, man, I know that probably was kind of a relief and a burden off of your shoulders a little bit, right? Yeah, it was, man. Like, like the just being hurt, man, being out so long, you know, you just feel away from the team. And, you know, just being able to be out there and interacting with them, you know, you, you just feel – it feels more like family, you know. So, I was telling you off the – before we started um, the, the interview, I had to go to Jackson last week, Jackson, Mississippi. And I was driving back from Jackson to Memphis, and I passed through a little town called Winona. <laughs> Winona, Mississippi. Tell me about Winona, man, because that's, that's the – the home of Andarius Coffee. Tell me a little bit about that town. Man, Winona, man, it's it's actually it's a town with a lot of history. Um, actually, if I'm being honest, uh, it's a lot of stuff that's going on through there. The thing is, the population ain't nothing but like 300, 400. I know, right? Like it's 300, 400 <laughs> folks. Yeah, so like, you know, they just combined the smaller school um, in Camichael. But yeah, I'm, I'm really from, I'm from Lodi. We call it Lodi, Mississippi. But it's it's really just the name of the road. But uh, yeah, man, it's not that big, man. It's, it's a lot of history there. You know, it's really about to, it's a lot of great people. Um, you really know everyone for real, and you know we all treat each other like family. You know, they had their fights, you know, but we all come together as one. And I feel like that's the thing I love about where I was from. Absolutely, you know, it's interesting with um, high school football, man, because you got like these big states surrounding us, right? Like you've got we're in SEC country, you got. 
Louisiana, you got Texas, you've got Georgia, you've got all these huge uh, states around us that that have a lot of high school football talent. But does it surprise you that Mississippi is ranked consistently? If you look at size of the state with the amount of kids that are going into D1 football, playing after high school football, that Mississippi's right up there in terms of the amount of of production in terms of who's playing, like who's going to play D1 ball. Like Mississippi is a huge state for high school football. Where does that come from? Because Mississippi, sta- Mississippi is not that big of a state, and it's putting out people left and right. Yeah. So I really feel like it's the it's the status quo, like where we come from. Um, being from Mississippi, you know, a lot of people, they, they want us to go into farming or trucking or, you know, you know, all those type of things. But, you know, when an athlete get a chance, it's like we have we have so much natural ability. I don't know. Like, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know, we just grow up like that because, you know, we, we from Mississippi, a lot of kids grow up outside. So, like. That's all we did. Everything was outside. We played outside, like tag, you know, I don't know, learning how to get faster, just running, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's it's really the athletic ability of, like, where we're from and the status quo. Like, people, when you get out, people do not want to go back to Mississippi just because of what it is. Like, people call it a retirement state. No, it's like hunger, right? Like, you got to hunger. Like, you get – Yeah, you, like, you go got to get out. And it's like – and it's not, it not necessarily might be like the trenches, like what everybody says, you know, like the streets, anything like that. But we got our home set of churches. Like, nobody want to just go and be a foreman for the rest of their life and live a little on one on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like that's the reason I wanted to get out because I wanted to show kids that, look, it's more than just being a farmer or doing trucking or just getting a, a factory job. Like, it's time, like, you can do things. Like, it don't even have to be football. It could be anything. But uh, when it comes to athletics, it's just – I guess it's what we do in Mississippi. You know, you catch one. It's, it's actually a lot of us, but, you know. That's such a dope story, and Darius. Like, you know, we, you know, being in Memphis, you know, you hear about the streets in Memphis and coming up in the hood and all that kind of stuff, and it's like there's a lot of danger to that. And your response is, yeah, man, we lived in a – I lived in a small town in a, in a, in a city that was basically a street called Lodi. <laughs> And and my inspiration was not to get out of the hood. It was to it was to expand my horizons to be able to say like I'm not going to be stuck in this in this job. Like and not not that it's a bad it's bad to be a farmer or bad to be in a in a job like that. But you're like I want to do more. And and just because of where you grew up and what what you did in your lifetime as a child, you're like you can you can aspire to to be more if that's what you want to do. Yes, sir. That's crazy. I love that. I love that story. Um, well, I mean, your recruitment was your recruitment out of Winona was pretty crazy. Like you, um, you, you obviously Starkville is super close to where you are, so I'm sure Mississippi yeah. State was. I'm sure Mississippi State was on the horizon, like looking at you, right? Like they were, or even like you had an, uh, the desire to go to to Starkville, but it turns out like you were committed to Ole Miss, um, then went to Duke, committed to Duke. Um, but on national signing day, on national signing day, you committed to Duke, but then ultimately you came to Memphis. So tell me about your recruitment, man. What was that like for you? Man, it was crazy. Uh, I couldn't really make my mind up. Uh, like, like I said, it was like an opportunity of all them schools coming through 
no one really had from where I was coming from. Nobody be like, I don't know if you know who Chief Brown is with the Ole Miss, but um, he was probably like the last one. And honestly, you know, coming, I, I didn't really know how to make up my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the end, I had to weigh in all the options and think about what was best for me. And that's why I ended up picking Memphis. But, so what, um, what happened? What was it? What was it about Memphis that you liked so much when you came here? Because I mean, you, like I said, you on National Signing Day committed to Duke, but came to Memphis. Did the coaches stay with you? Like, did they stay on you? Like, hey, you, we just got to get you here, show you the, show you the city, show you the campus, the facilities. What was that yeah, like? Was, like, what sold you on Memphis? So, like, like you said, they were on me trying to get me here because I wasn't about to take the visit, but. um I'm glad I did because I met I met the players and the team, and set apart from with Duke, you know, and all the other bigger schools, it they didn't they didn't stress the team enough, you know, they, they trying to make it about you and what you could bring to the team, but like like here at Memphis they do the player panel, and like you go and meet awesome awesome vestors on the team, like I think on mine I had JJ Russell, uh, Javon Ivory. Um, Opinion East when he was here, Taj, uh, Demonte Cotsi, and all of them, they was here on my um, on my player panel. And JJ Russell, like he, he just inspired me. Like he said, man, regardless of not, like if the coach is not here, we gonna always be here. And at any other school, I don't know. It just didn't. I didn't feel as connected to them as I did Memphis. And when I had got here, I, I immediately clicked with all of the players because you know. They all come from where I come from. Even though we might not have the same background, it's like everybody got that grind to like, this is what we want to do. You know, ain't no, ain't no bouginess to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always, it's a, it was just everybody had an edge, and I messed with that. So I got two questions based off that. Like, is that something you talked about the player panel? And I that's something that I've not heard specifically discussed in any recruitment that I've talked to with players that are at Memphis or coming to Memphis or being recruited by Memphis. Number one, can you just describe that a little bit more for me? And is that something that's different? Like, did you, is the player panel something that you experienced at other schools that you went and looked at? Uh, no, this is the only school who did the player panel. And so basically the player panel is, so no coaches are around. Um, Nobody from Memphis is around. Nobody but the players. You go in, the, you go in the room, and it's a bunch of chairs for the parents and the and the uh, players, the recruits to sit, and the players are sitting up front. And you know they introduce themselves and they answer any questions that you have that you want them to ask. And you can ask them anything. Like you could be, you can ask them literally anything, and they and they want to answer the question. And mostly, you know, they tell you, you know, why they came here. And that's that's really the main question you get from everybody. And like I said, well, my reason was the reason everybody else came here, you know, so it was dope. Well, I'll say this, man. I don't know J.J. Russell the way that you did, the way you got to meet him, but I got to experience J.J. Russell on the field before games. And that yeah. man, I'd, I'd want to run through a brick wall if I got to hang out with J.J. <laughs> Russell on a daily basis, man. So, like, tell me about that. Like, you got a lot of veterans – um, you're going to be one of the veterans on the team um, this year, next year. Um, but you, there's been some pretty incredible veterans that are that have been with the University of Memphis. And I think J.J. Russell, Jacoby Francis are probably two of the guys that I look at and go, man, 
like seeing them on the field and the way that they communicated with players, their communication abilities and the way they got everybody fired up. I know that's just on the field, but what was that like day to day for you as a young guy yeah. in the program? So like when I came here, I, cause you know, I came here as a, a defensive back. Like everybody started calling me little black. I just remember like Kotsi, like, cause you know, they called Jacoby black. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just remember Kotsi was like, Oh, he looked just like him. I'm like, I, you know, COVID, I didn't really see him. I didn't see, I didn't see Jacoby till probably July. I said, so this is who I look like. And like, Ever since day one, dude took me right into his arm, took me right on his wing, you know. And like ever since then, he's been like, he's been like a little mentor to me. I could call him today, he's gonna answer, you know, pick up, you know, if I need to ask him something, you know. I remember asking him questions like, hey, bro, what, what you do to take your game to another level? What you do with confidence and stuff like that, man. So it's crazy how you said them two, because JJ, JJ, you know, JJ went on a spiritual journey and, and he tried to get players to follow with him. And I was one of them players. And we was doing Bible study like all summer, you know, all year before he left, man. I grew closer to JJ because me and JJ really don't live that far apart. They groomed me, man, even through, you know, through the injury process. You know, they just make little slid jokes like, man, you stay hurt, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, they they always, you know, they always have me. And I need, if I needed someone to talk to, I could always talk to them, you know. So what have you learned? Like, it, it feels different with football, man, than any other sport is – that veteran leadership is big. Like, you know, college college basketball was was for a long time was about the one and dones, like people coming in, getting in, getting out, going to play pro ball. You know, most teams had, you know, the success of their team, the recruiting class was based off of, man, how many five stars, how many one and done candidates do you have, you know, that kind of stuff. Football just feels a little bit different in that regard. It feels like a family. It feels like a family-based situation where you got older brothers older people that are that are that are there that are that are that got your back that even in the midst of like one of the darkest times of your life um last year with this injury man just didn't let you go away right like they didn't let you go away they kept you close and held you tight like what is like how do you i got two questions on that like how does that is that normal in football and what did that do for you last year in particular during your injury year? And then as a as a veteran now on the team, how do you do that for young kids that are coming to the program now? So um, I feel like the biggest thing, man, with all of that was the fact that, like you said, it's, it's just having a big brother. And to make the difference with the swing football is because you could come in, you could come in here hot-headed and think you know everything, but you don't, like. And it was somebody who once came in just like you. And like you have to figure out how to move and you know how to how to do things. And, and that's basically like what I was doing during that during that time. Like I'm watching them like, you know, just 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 watching them basically. Like you just look at them like, you know, they coming in early, you know, stuff like they coming in early, staying late, you know, how they watch film, how they go about their game days and and stuff like that. And like I get it's just the way they maneuver, man, and the way they communicate. Like you said, the way they communicate. It was just – it's just something that you have to see. You have to watch. You know what I'm saying? And, like – and I feel like that's that's going to be me in the future is that I know somebody's going to be watching me. And I know they're going to come in just like I did. But hard the thing headed, is – Hard-headed and bull-stubborn, huh? Like they – like you know everything. And I feel like that's the difference between football and basketball. Because basketball – it's always been the same since you was little. Football, 
change. It's still football, but the terminology and how you speak and how to, how how fast it goes and how you should do how you should go about yourself, all this stuff changes. You know, as you grow, and that's the one thing I learned the most is that it's not high school and. and and like the the way I used to talk about ball back then is not the same. And I feel like that's what I'm gonna have to put into younger guys, and, and that's what the older guys put into me. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law So man, how hard was last year for you? Like I know, I know your journey at Memphis has been tough, man. Going through what you've gone through last year's injuries, all that kind of stuff. But how hard was it having to miss last year? Man, it was probably it hurt the most because um, when I had got here, they had said I had a shoulder injury. So that first COVID year, you know, I just played special teams for real. But I was, I knew I was going to have to go into surgery after the season. So. I have the surgery, I miss spring ball. I get too much of training and I get like three weeks of camp. And last live practice, I tear my PCL and I'm, they saying I'm out again for another four or five months. And man, that, I feel like it hurt the most is because I had really, I had poured a lot into the summer. And I had, I'm talking about day in, day, from from sunrise to sunset, I was, I was up here, you know, just trying to, do anything, you know what I'm saying? And even and I feel like the thing that hurt the most is because I felt like even though I had got hurt, I still didn't feel like it was enough. Even before camp, I was like, man, it's still not enough. Even if I gave everything, I still didn't feel like it was enough. So, and it hurt because I feel like I have regret through that whole process. I'm like, man, you know, you know, I just caught myself one time watching the practice flip over and over and over. Like, man, what could I, how could I, how could I not hurt myself right here, you know? And and it hurt and it hurt for a while, bro. And man, <laughs> I just like people that go through injuries, man. It's it's crazy, especially for me because then I have school and now having to watch all these guys grind. Then the season we had it wasn't up to our stand. I'm like, man, how could I help that? You know, I mean, it's crazy. So, last question about the injury stuff, but. Was it difficult to stay connected to your your teammates during that time? And how do you how did you keep a positive outlook? Because I know it's got to be so difficult, right? Like you you said you had regret, and you said that you're you're struggling with the kind of almost feeling like 
what it sounds like to me is kind of feeling guilt, you know, like yeah. with, with what was going on. But how difficult was it for you to stay connected to your player, to your teammates, and keep a positive outlook during that time? Man, I feel like the the crazy thing is, the more I feel like I was connected, the more they made me feel like I was. Um, I remember, I, yeah, I remember it was one day me and Miss Monica we was out doing rehab, and I, I swear I, I'll never forget this day. But I was doing rehab, I had just started back running, like started back running and making cuts, and they had just finished practice, and the whole team just coming like, oh, go Carl, like they, and they was just all cheering for me, man. I had got emotional because I'm like, ain't nobody ever did that for me before. Like, I'm over, I'm over here just doing rehab. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys fighting, fighting for a bowl game right now. And I'm over here working on rehab. And they had the nerve to, like, really just do that, man. And I had got emotional. That's when I feel like the team, and doing that whole process, the team was pulling me closer. And they felt like I was fading away. Like, the team was pulling me. I wasn't pulling. I wasn't pushing myself through. I, they was pulling me back in. Like, come on, Kyrie. Like, you know, come hang out, man. Come to the meet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have no, like, I'm not going to play in the meet, but like, come on, man. Come learn something. Come to the meet. I'm going to some different position meetings and, you know, stuff like that. So, like, they, I feel like the team kept me connected, even though, you know, even though you got that guilt to where you feel like you can't say anything to them because you're not out there with them, you know, and competing and going through that pain, going through the weather, you know, them trips and stuff like that. So they, they kept me connected. So then you go through all that, and then you've got the spring game, and you've got yeah. spring practice where you're able to perform, and you're able to go and be in front of the fans with all your guys padded up, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure for fans it was exciting to see everybody out there, but I can't imagine the emotions that you were feeling Friday that, that Friday at the at the spring game just being like I'm back man like man my guys pulled me back in I we recovered we got it they pulled me through my recovery and now I'm back like that I'm sure that was an extremely emotional time for you man it was and I remember on our way over there like I got here super early I got here I think it started at seven we had to be here around like five I was over here at one because I'm like I was just that excited and I couldn't even really sleep because I just wanted everything to go right that day, you know, and I, and I wanted to make sure I got everything warm just for this, man. And I, I, I remember when I'm putting my jersey, I, can't, I'm, I don't even know how I remember to put my jersey, you know, like, because it's been so long. <laughs> and, man, it, it, felt, it felt great to be out. It felt great just to be out there and just warm up and just feel the lights. And you know, be a play call. The coach is not on the field. It just it didn't feel like practice. It felt like it, I just felt like I said it felt like a chip point, man. And I felt like I had accomplished. I had graduated from something, you know, graduated from all that pain that I had went through. It's amazing. I love that, man. That's why I gl I'm glad we do these these interviews with players because nobody knows that story, right? Like that, how, like nobody knows like from your experience what that's like. And I love that Tiger fans are going to be able to hear this and, and be able to, you know, invest themselves into this journey along with you. You know, you got your yeah. brothers in the locker room with you on the field with you. And now you're going to have 40, 50, 60,000 people every Saturday going, man, when we see coffee, get out there and run. When we see coffee, get out there on the, on the field and he's warming up and playing, like, this is what he's been going through, and he's out here. Like, there's going to – I love that that 
people are going to be able to know that story. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. Um, So this spring has been interesting for you, man, because you came in, you played um, quarterback in high school. Um, From what I read, you were a – you played defense a little bit in high school because you were you were second string behind a a, a senior quarterback, a, a you know a more veteran quarterback in high school. So when you came into Memphis, you were you were slotted as a defensive back and special teams. But this spring, things have switched up for you under Tim Cramsey. There's a new position uh, that you're playing. Um, kind of explain that position. What what how that was introduced to you, what what it looks like for you out there, and and how comfortable you are with it on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I I love it, man, and and I feel like the best way to describe this position is to think of, um, you know, what Kenny Gainwell and what Tony Pollard did here in Memphis. Um, uh, like my goal is like I got it right here in my locker. It's called uh, I call it the the Debo Pollard. You know, I'm trying to become the Debo pilot. You know, I want to be able to be versatile and come out with the field. You know, just be able to just get the ball in my hands and make plays for the team. And that's what Coach Crimson sees in me. And that's basically that, – that, sum, that sums it up the most. If you, if you know true fan and you heard of Kenny Gainwell, Tony Pollard, that's the position that I'm in. And I can't tell you, like, like that's been a position that the Tigers have really specialized in over the last few years. I mean, you mentioned – Tony Pollard, you mentioned uh, Kenny Gainwell, you mentioned Debo Samuel. I know Debo Samuel wasn't a Tiger, but like Tony Pollard is like one of the best backup running back um, players in the NFL. Like he's and Kenny Gainwell is who he is. Like he's you know playing for the Eagles now. Um, this is a skill position that is that the Memphis has a lot of history with. That is a pipeline to the NFL. Is that kind of what you're thinking for yourself? Like, man, if I can if I can be successful in this in this position, not only can we help win games for the Tigers and take the team back to where they should be, but this might be my shot to get to the pros to play on Sunday. And the thing I, I've I've given that very much thought, man. And I've, now I honestly feel like that that could be, and I've, I really feel like it could be, you know, like you said, a pipeline to me getting to the league, but. You know, and I really and I really hope it is. But I really, I really wanted, I really wanted to help us win games this year, because that's what I, that's the main goal. That's what I'm hearing from everybody, man. Is just, I mean, like I was talking to Quindell a few weeks ago, and he straight up told me he's like, the reason I came back is because, man, I don't want to leave not being a champion at Memphis. He's like, yeah, I want to take this team back to where we should be. And I, and you know, I live with Quindell, so like. You know, we we really pushing ourselves to that every day. You know, we we both wake up early coming in here getting it, man. You know, just just how we train and how we move. You know, and we we both want that same goal. He knows my goals just like I know his, and I feel like that's that's the biggest thing that I really want to leave here a champion. I want to leave here three time champion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, New Year's Six Bowls winner. You know, so not to give away strategy, but we're gonna see you out of the backfield. Kind of see you lined up in the slot. Like we're gonna see you running routes. Like. All of it, like anywhere on the field, you can get the ball and be successful. Yeah, that's that's the plan to to be versatile and to be able to get in any position and make plays. Love it, man. Everybody's been telling me. Well, I've talked to defensive players, offensive players, both this year, and they've mentioned your name a lot over spring practice. Like, who should we be watching out for? And they're like, you know this name, you know Andarius, but man, watch out for Andarius. This dude's got power and speed 
on the offensive side of the ball that's kind of been a surprise for everybody. So I think Memphis fans are going to be surprised too. I got you. All right, last last couple of questions. These are fan questions um, that people want to know a little bit more about coffee, man. So what's your favorite place to eat in Memphis? Wing Guru. I love Wing Guru. What's your, yeah. what's your, uh, what's your favorite um, wing over there? What's your favorite sauce? The the lemon the, is it the lemon pepper hot yeah the lemon hot mm. lemon pepper something like that yep man it's fire though yeah it's fire <laughs> everything about that place is fire um all right if you could only watch one movie and listen to one album for the rest of your life what would it be one movie I will watch the movie Greater with Brandon Bullsworth uh the Walk On and my favorite album is probably the the Take Care album by Drake. Yeah, old school. The old school yeah. Drake. Yeah, man. Yeah, the old school. The curly hair Drake. Curly, <laughs> curly <laughs> hair Drake. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, how do you decompress from football? What's a hobby you enjoy? Uh, I do photography. You know, I play guitar um, on the side. So I, I have a photography page, um, coffee films. Um, that I take, I take my teammates' pictures. They graduate pictures. They go out, you know, anything. Just a, just a little something that I do on the side. I, I like doing. You're about to get in trouble over here, man, because I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, and a wannabe photographer as well. So, <laughs> what do you shoot on? What do you shoot your photography with? I shoot with a Canon M50, a uh, Mark II. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I shoot everything Canon. I'm a Canon guy. That's why I got yeah, my. I like that's how I got my start, man. I got my start on Canon. I know. I know. There's a big competition between Canon and Sony and all these other brands. And yeah. I'm like, man, I just know Canon. I enjoy the pro- color profiles. The skin colors look good. Yeah. I'm. I know the. I know the menu systems. Like. Yeah, I just, I, I, that's that's what I was telling folks. And like people said, people saying things about the Fuji films. Right. Like people starting to get into those, but I don't. I can't dig it. And it's like you got glass. You got only only gearheads will know this, but you got glass for a Canon. You're not about to go and invest in all new glass lenswear for <laughs> no. a, a Fuji, right? Because your glass for no. your glass for Canon is not going to fit on any other brand. So it's like no. I'm not about to go invest seven thousand dollars in two lenses for a Sony or for a Fuji or anything like that. Yes, bro. I feel you. I feel you. Just stick with what you know, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Coffee Films, that's where everybody needs to go and check out your photography page. Yeah, Coffee Films. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I love that. Um, what game are you looking forward to most on the on the, on the the schedule this year? Mississippi State, man. It's personal. It's personal. Tell me why it's personal. Personally, because for one, they, they let me slip out. They let me slip out of the, uh, out of the state. Um, and second, I just knew a lot of dudes on that team. I just got to show them that. Look, this is what this is what we do here, and y'all should have came here. Oops, they made a big oops when they let coffee yeah. out of Winona. I mean, like tell people, tell people, Memphis people, how close is Starkville to Winona? It's not far. So it's like an hour. It's an hour, literally an hour, forty, really forty-five minutes for real. I mean, maybe forty-five minutes. It's not far at all. Yeah. Like it's it's, no, it's not, not far, and they let you out, and so it's yeah. personal. It's personal for you. Yeah, it is. I feel you, man. I feel you. Hey, listen, Andarius, thank you, man. I really appreciate you joining me. I know it sounds like you're busy right now. I'm going to get you out of here so you can go and I don't want to get uh, 
I don't want to get anybody mad at me. Coach Barnes yelling at me. Um, <laughs> that was that was Tevin, man. Was that Tevin? Yeah, that was Tevin. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. Tell Tevin that we over here, Go Tigers two four seven, man. We're talking really good stuff about his uh, spring game, man. I heard he was slanging that thing. Man, yeah, what he did at the end was was crazy. I ain't seen that in a while. What's it like? Like, I mean, is his is his arm strength as crazy on the field as it is off the field? Like, when you see him throw, are you like Jesus, man? Yeah, I mean, when he first got here, we used to have to tell him, like, to to tone it down because, like, he used to throw the short routes too hard. Like, <laughs> like he, he got it, man. I ain't going to lie. He got, he got it on for real. He is huge. He is a big, big man. And he is. And can throw the ball. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited for Tevin, man. I think we got something with Tevin for a couple of years. No, nah, yeah, we do for real. We do. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy summer workouts heading into the fall. And, man, I know Tiger fans are so excited to cheer for you on, on Saturdays, man. Got you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.